let's talk about what do we mean by the belief shift. We are going to take a deep dive. That means nerd out. Let's just be honest. When I say deep dive, I'm like, we're going to nerd out on some stuff. We're going to nerd out on what we mean by the belief shifts. Welcome to The Belief Shift, the show that explores what you really need to know about building a successful small business. I'm your host, Camille Rapaz, small business coach and consultant who spent too much of her career working in corporate business performance. And I'm George Trapeau, your co-host and her brother. I'm a leader in the tech world, bringing my corporate perspective, but mostly my curiosity. Together, we're exploring beliefs about success and how to achieve it, but mostly we're bringing practical solutions so you and your business can thrive. Yeah, the number of belief shifts could be many. And so I tried to condense this down to kind of a few. I don't know if eight is a few, maybe that's several. I've heard that the number seven is the point where it becomes several versus a few. We're going to try to do this in two-part episode. It might creep into a three-part. We'll just see. Maybe our magical podcast producer, Katie, will be able to content all of our wordiness, which reminds me, Katie, since you have joined us for this second recording of our episode, do you want to introduce yourself? Because you're going to be popping in and out with us, right? And hanging hey, out every once in a while in our podcast. That's true. true. Sure. People should so, probably know you as not just this floating face or this background voice that shows up every once in a while. I don't know. It's We're the talent. Mysterious. You're the engine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. So I'm Katie Rempe. I'm producing the podcast. I have a company called Light from Lantern, which produces my podcast, Knit a Spell, and now The Belief Shift. I'm very excited to be on board, give my perspective randomly from time to time as a small business owner who also happens to be learning from you, Camille. I would not certainly be where I am now without your help. So I'm happy to return the favor. Hey, Katie, have you always been a small business owner? No, uh, I used to work at another small business <laughs> that actually had employees. I kind of figure like a small business now in my eyes is just a one person. But, you know, now I know it as a solopreneur. Yes. And I think it's important to note that when we talk about small business in this podcast, we do mean everything from a solopreneur to like that. I can't remember the exact cutoff number for what small business definition is, but it's like less than some hundreds of employees. I mean, these can be millions of dollars of worth of, you know, size business revenue and still be small business. So small can actually feel big to those of us who are solopreneurs, right? But yeah. it's not big corporate. And so it's kind of a big range. We're really focused on the business that are a little bit more towards the smaller end, like less than 100 employees is more commonly the kind of small business that I'm working with. But it really applies to any sort of small business that's just sort of trying to figure things out. So welcome, Katie. Glad you're here this week. All right. So here's how we're going to get into this. We need to talk about the belief shifts and what we mean by them. We're going to be using some terms. So there's some language in here that I use that I want to be able to define, but also just talk about some examples and, you know, George, between you and I just really talking about like, what does this mean and why does it matter? I guess is really the point. Why does it matter to small business owners? And what do they do about it? Because I think all of these concepts, they're recurring themes and all the work I do with my clients. And I think they're really important for small business owners to understand. So that's what we're hoping to do today. But it also is uh, just introducing ideas and themes that will be throughout the pod. These things will continue to show up over and over again. So this is by no means the end all be all. 
one-time discussion on any one of these topics. It is the introduction to all of these topics. Now, let me run through the list of what we're going to talk about. And I think I've also decided I'm going to do a quick reference guide on these that I'll make sure there's a, a link in the podcast notes so that people, if you know, people are like, what? I want to capture, I know, you know, you're in your car, you're walking the dog, you're doing whatever while you're listening to the podcast. You cannot take notes right now. So I'll create a little quick reference guide. So as you're listening to this, you'll also be able to just download that and you'll have all the basic stuff we're talking about. So here are the eight belief shifts that we're going to talk about. The first one is foundations over quick fixes. The second one is curiosity over self-criticism or hiding. The third one is micro moves over massive action. The fourth one is planning it over winging it. The fifth is systems over chaos. The sixth one is strategy over spaghetti on the wall. The seventh one is trade-offs over sacrifice or hustle culture. And then the last one is process over outcomes. So those are the eight topics we're going to get through. And let's see how many we can get through in this first episode. I like these belief shifts too. I'm really curious to hear how you think about how they apply to small businesses, just because even without that, they're very satisfying to me. You know, they're not specific to small business, but they definitely, for me, as I work with small business owners, they repeatedly come up as challenges for small business owners. So that's why mm. I picked them. Like, wow, these I are see. things we're constantly sort of grappling with on a very consistent basis. And Katie can probably uh, hallelujah to that. <laughs> so the first one, foundations over quick fixes. What do we even mean by this? So when I talk about foundations, I mean really the fundamentals of business, like how business essentially works. And when I talk about quick fixes, I'm talking about these sort of surfacey solutions. It'll be like a surface solution to a really broad problem, even yeah. a generic problem every business has, like it needs to make more money. And it'll just be this surfacey solution to that, that really doesn't have it, there's no evaluation of what the core problem is, or it'll be a very singular solution like do this one thing and it will magically transform your whole business. And so it presumes too much in the solution, right? I see solutions like, wow, that solution only works if that business owner has A, B, C, and D in place, but they don't tell you that and you don't know that because you don't understand how business works. So you get stuck. So, an example of this quick fix would be something like, um, somebody offering to help you get more clients by, you know, just copy the formula I used to sell on TikTok. That's a very singular surfacey solution to a generic problem of I want more clients without actually going to the core of researching why, why don't I have more clients based on what I'm doing now? So it's a very generic so, and singular solution. Or another one I see is, you know, in order to make more money in your business, you need to start a membership. So sometimes it's, um, it'll have you thinking about deciding to start a membership in your business just because you're getting this messaging that every online business must have a membership. Like it's the thing now. And this is a real thing that's been happening in online business, George, where it's just like that became a thing everybody's pushing. Everybody should have a membership. You, you, your business, your online business is nothing without one. But if you make that decision just because people are telling you you should... And by the way, they're making money off of you doing it because they're selling that to you. Mm-hmm. And you're not making it off of whether that actually fits with your desired business model because a membership is nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of work. 
then you're just doing a quick fix instead of foundationally focusing on what is the business model I want to create and then what would best serve me and then deciding if a membership is in that business model or not. So another example is from a marketing strategy standpoint, it could be that, um, you know, that TikTok example is you're going to just decide you're going to start showing up on TikTok without knowing, have I done any research to see, does, is my audience there? Do I even know how TikTok works? Like you're doing it just because everybody's like, do the new thing and it's TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the, that's a quick fix that you're trying to grab onto versus having an actual foundational understanding of what will work in your business. Yeah. So question to George, why does this shift matter? Why do we need to go from quick fixes to foundations? Well, I have two answers. One is there's there's a saying we have in software development when you're debugging, which is, you know, fixing problems that you have in software. So what will happen, the behavior is software engineer has a problem to fix and they go and they change something. They say, I fixed the problem. And then their lead engineer says, well, how, what would you change with what was the problem you fixed? I don't know exactly, but I made this change and now the problem's gone away. The, so, the phrase, the saying we have is, if you don't understand how you fix the problem, you haven't fixed the problem. I love this belief shift because I truly believe that most things in life can't be fixed quickly. Your, your weight isn't where you want to be. Your fitness and health isn't where it wanted to be. Where you are in your learning and career preparations and where you want to be. Your relationship isn't. None of these things that you actually care about can be fixed quickly. You generally need to get some sort of base, some sort of foundation. So I think in, in general, this is true. Quick fixes ultimately will not get you where you want to go for anything that you really care about. You also just brought up the, the whole reason why quick fixes are so prevalent because then you know immediately they're like, well, why why are they everywhere if they don't actually work? Yeah. Well, because we don't want it to take a long time. I see small business owners particularly at risk in that. Like, I think it's really important for them to focus on this uh, shift in belief because mm. they're easy targets. They mm. don't know what they don't know. So the foundational stuff, they're probably still like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're still like, I still don't understand what she means by foundations. Great. Stick around because we will help you understand that Mm -hmm. in the podcast. But that means that they're really susceptible to the quick fix because that they can understand, oh, I should do a membership and they can grab on it and like tangibly do something and take action. So uh, this sort of there's this, I think of it as like spoon feeding them a strategy without helping them make the right decisions to develop their own strategy. It's the, I'm going to give you the fish instead of teach you to fish, Mm, right? It's that classic problem. And I said, uh, my example there, I was like, oh, and then sometimes they give you the fish and it doesn't even taste good. Like you just said, like, I don't even want to eat that fish. It was gross. It tasted (laughs) awful. And why did I do it? Business owners are just, I think, more at risk in this space with the way things get marketed to them. People are taking advantage of the fact that they don't know what they don't know and trying Mm -hmm. to sell them on solutions that they're not ready for or aren't right for their business or all sorts of things. And it costs, costs them time and money. And then that could be the downfall of your business, ultimately, if you make enough of those bad quick fix choices. How do you get the benefits of this shift now? So I really want people to always be able to take some kind of action. And I think on this one, my thought is, I remember when I first started to get the lens on what was a quick fix marketed idea versus finally started to see like, oh, I see what's happening there. I get what that thing is they're trying to sell me. So when you finally can start spotting them, 
it's almost like, you know, somebody's just opened the door to this other world of seeing how the marketing and small business and online business is working. And it's super awesome. So I say, start looking for trying to spot these. How can you spot the quick fix and the copycat solutions? How can you spot these things? Just to, just start to identify them, whether it's every time you're on social media, you see stuff in your email box or whatever it is. Ask yourself if this is really a quick fix solution that's just hitting on the surface is, is presuming a whole lot of stuff about your business, or if it's actually teaching you some really fundamentals of business that is helpful. And I think just starting to look at things in that way would be helpful. What do you want to add to that, George? I was thinking, look, so what would a rule of thumb be or a little trick to help me think how foundational or quick fixes? And I guess going back to the software thing, if I can't explain to you how I fix the problem that I haven't fixed it. So if I'm thinking about something that I'm doing and I can't explain why I'm doing it, it's probably quick fix. It's probably not foundational. Or if I think on the positive side, if I were to explain what to do to a friend or another business, if I can explain, here's why you want to do it, then you're found thinking foundationally. I like that. Those are great questions for people, I think, as they're looking at any of those things, if they can answer those questions. If their only answer to why <laughs> is because it's supposed to make me money, that's not a good yeah. enough answer. Yeah. Which absolutely. is a really hard one for small business owners because we're all just like, how do I find the way to make more money or make the money easier? That is an outcome that is a result of lots of stuff going on in your business. Mm -hmm. So it's not the actual problem. And that's the problem of the quick fix. The quick fix is selling you on the problem of I don't have enough clients or enough revenue, but that's not really what the problem is in your business. That's happening because of other stuff, other problems in your business that you don't know about. Yeah. That's foundational fixes. We'll focus on those. Quick fixes will just try to find you know, a quick way to get you more money. Should we talk about number two? Yeah, I love this one. Curiosity over self-criticism or hiding from judgment. Yeah. So curiosity is learning mindset. That's how I think of that. It's just having an open learning mindset. So not being concerned with being right, but with being informed, mm. um, seeking to understand. Yeah. That's what I think of as the curiosity learning mindset. Self-criticism and hiding from judgment. Those aren't exactly the same thing I recognize, but I put them together because I see them both as being on the, the counter to the curiosity, right? Or actually, I should say it the other way. Curiosity is what can be the counter to self-criticism or hiding from judgment. So self-criticism is, you know, you're just overly critical of your own work. We're our own worst like critics. Hiding from judgment is that you're fearing what other people think. And so they live in the same realm of, I, I worry about what I think of myself. And then I also worry about what everybody else thinks. And uh, some people talk about this also as imposter syndrome. So you can get this sense of like, uh, who am I to be out here doing all of this business coaching? I'm not expert enough to do this. And I'm somebody's going to find me out that I'm a fake or a fraud. So that's what I mean by the curiosity versus self-criticism or hiding from judgment. Yeah. And in small business, it shows up in a lot of different ways, but some of the obvious ones will be um, people not wanting to uh, get on video or speak in an event or anything that's about publicly sharing their ideas can feel really scary, especially if as a small business owner, you've never had to do that before. And you don't have, I was thinking about this when I was moving from having to do presentations when I was in the corporate world versus when I had to do it for my own business. 
And in the corporate world, it felt safer because mm. I had an audience that I knew, which was the people that I work with and yeah. in the business. And it and everybody knew it was my job to talk about these things. So I didn't feel as much imposter syndrome there as I did when I went out on my own. And I was like, what is everybody going to think of these? What are all these random strangers going to think of my ideas? It was this weird challenge in thinking about how to overcome my fear of sharing my stuff that I would, and it took me a while to kind of grapple with, why does this feel so different from, I've, I've spoken in front of large groups. I've been a keynote speaker. I've done like, I've done all these things in corporate, but somehow when it was my own business, it was personal because, oh, this is just my business. And I'm just out here tuning my own horn. And it felt very different. It made me, I was much more self-critical. I had much more fear of judgment. And so I think a lot of small business owners go through this, but the way to combat that is to move into all of those activities with more curiosity than trying to get a specific outcome. So instead of, I need everybody to like me, I don't want anybody to make a bad comment on my post. And so I'm all worried about that instead to go, I wonder what people will think of this idea, Mm -hmm. right? So you flip it into this curiosity space, which I think, um, at least for me, it very much. And when I talk to my clients about this too, as soon as I switch them into this, how do we approach this with curiosity and, and set that other stuff aside, it really shifts how you approach that work and can move you away from that, that hesitancy, that self-criticism and hiding from judgment can create in you. One thing I really like about this belief shift is it's so clearly changing from a, a negative oriented mindset to a positive oriented mindset mindset, because curiosity is at worst neutral, at worst neutral. So if you're in the point where you're just asking questions or curious or thinking what I can learn from this, you're tending not to critique yourself or attack yourself. Beautiful. I love this, Camille. So I've got a, an obvious story I think applies from last night. Last night, he and I went to go and get pizza. Got a couple of pizzas, got a Caesar salad. And I asked him to carry the salad, Caesar salad with dressing on top. And he's going back to the car and he was going to put stuff in the trunk. And I was putting stuff in the, in the front seat. And then I heard something. He had spilled the salad, dropped the salad, flipped over and fell on the ground. Yeah. And he looked at it and I was, I was upset. It's like we lost our salad. Although I had a feeling the pizza place would give us another one and they did for free and it was all great. So we did that. And then obviously said, daddy, I'm sorry. I dropped the salad. It was very sweet. And I said, you know, look, let's talk about what happened here. That's nice of you to apologize, but I don't think you need to apologize in this case. You weren't distracted. Sometimes what happens with you, Avi, is you get distracted by something else. You're not paying attention. I don't think that's what was happening here. What I saw was you were walking back to the car and tell me what happened when you got there. And he said, well, I wanted to open the trunk, but I was still opening the salad. And I put it on one hand. I was trying to open the trunk with the other hand and it fell down. I said, yes, you were just trying to do too many things at once to be helpful. You weren't distracted. So I get that. So what do you think you should do in the future? It's like, well, not do too many things at the same time. Exactly right. Are you? I really appreciate you wanting to try to help and you're trying to do it quickly, but I think you just learned maybe slow it down a little bit and you'll be okay. But you were distracted. So, Neil, thank you. This is a perfect example here of how we went about it. And like he felt bad and he was ready for me to see, ah, you dropped this out. Look at this, you ruined this food and it's all over the ground. Like, no, none of that. It was, that's not helpful. And there was no need for it. And it's not what happened. Boy, that theme of 
the also just focusing on one thing that could be threaded throughout all of these beliefs for sure. Like that's kind of at the heart of all of them. I love this because it's such a simple way to take you out of the judgment and criticism and just into like, oh, well, let's just talk about what happened. It's the way I think to also help people um, manage their fear of failure. I'm not going to say eliminate it because I don't think it ever really goes away but managing fear of failure by being curious about the failure, right? By the way, at dinner time, when my wife was with us and the three of us were together, we recounted that story. Avi wanted me to tell the story, but as I told it, he stopped me. He said, no, 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 there was more. And he gave more detail than I'd heard before even. So what I like about that is that he had no fear of, you know, reprimand or anything. And he would already, he's like, let's get this right about exactly what happened. What wrong. Like, okay, great. It's exactly where we want you to be. So why does this shift matter? We've already talked about this a little bit, but um, you know, with this criticism, it's holding you back in your mm. business. When you are self-critical, when you are hiding from judgment, it you are holding yourself back in your business unnecessarily because it's scary. And you know what? Dang it, people are judgy. They just are. I don't know why we're so judgy about other people, but it's real. So I'm not here to judge anyone about their fear of judgment because, (laughs) because people can be mean and judgy. It's one thing to give, you know, good feedback, but most of what people are doing when they think, I'm just giving feedback. No, you're just passing your judgment along. (laughs) We have a whole conversation about that and what it means to be authentic in my air quotes. It's holding you back. And you're probably even just making yourself miserable because you're being so judgmental and self-critical all the time about your work instead of celebrating all the cool stuff that you're doing. All you need is one other person, a friend, somebody to look at your business to tell you like how amazing and how much success you're having. This happens a lot in our membership, right, Katie? So I have a membership with small business owners um, and we have moments where we're just talking about like, let's just talk about the small successes that you're having. And they'll be like, well, I didn't get as much done as I wanted it. This is actually a theme with all my clients. I didn't get as much done this week as I planned to, Camille, and I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, I don't know why you're apologizing to me for one. But also then when they list all the stuff, I'm like, wow, you did so many things. So they're just being self-critical even about how much work they accomplished, right? So Mm -hmm. we're doing it at all these levels. If we can focus more on being curious and, you know, asking like, oh, how did I do this week? Or how how did this problem come about? Or whatever the thing is that you're about to shift into a negative mode on, I believe that will actually accelerate the growth in your business. Because Mm -hmm. you will stop hesitating all the time and you'll actually take action. It's better for you to take an action and learn that it wasn't the right one than to just sit there and do nothing at all. Because that learning is progress. And the sitting there overanalyzing is not. And you're overanalyzing when you're being self-critical, right? Oh, what do I do? How do I manage this? It's also just good for your mental health. So if you feel a lot of anxiety in your business, shifting into a curious mindset, I think can be really helpful. I'm not going to say easy. As I say this stuff, it's like, easier said than done is also very true, right? It takes a little bit of effort and work. But one thing you can do is just focus on what you've been avoiding because you feel like you don't know enough. You're not good enough. You're fearing other people's judgment. Find that thing that you've been avoiding. And whether it's about your business or not, by the way, I don't care what it is, but find that thing you've been avoiding and shift the goal or the objective of that thing into, I just want to learn something by doing. Cool. So you just take an action because you're just just because you're going to learn, not because you're trying to impress anybody, not because you're trying to do it right, but just because you know the only real way you're going to learn anything is by doing the thing. 
So that's a shift in mindset, I think, or a way that you can apply this shift. The other thing that I thought of as we were just talking was, um, because I brought up the membership, was to surround yourself with other people who can be curious with you. Who How would you do that? Ask a question. Join my membership. No. Just find <laughs> other business owners. It could be a, a friend. It could be a colleague. Find those people who can enter into more of a curate. You know who those people are in your life that are much more on that vein of curiosity. They have those kinds yeah. of conversations versus our very judgment or the people that are always telling you the answer. Like spend mm. less time with those people and more time with people who enjoy thought partnership and curiosity with you. And it might take some work. You might have to go out and sort of meet some people. But if you already know those people, you have them in your life, that's another shift you can make is spend more time with them. For me, my question shift would be this. If we spend a lot of time asking, did I do well or not? How did I do? Instead of asking that question, ask, what did I learn from this? Or did I learn anything from this or not? Easy question, easy answer. And like, oh, wow, I didn't learn anything or I don't know what I learned. It'll stop you and shift your belief, really. Yes, 100%. The type of question you ask matters, which is, I'd asked you earlier about if you'd read that book, Humble Inquiry, I think we'll do a whole episode on that because it's related to what you were also talking about and how to ask questions. Mm. The questions we ask of others and ourselves matter more than we think. And Mm. most often I find people are asking themselves the wrong questions in their business, of themselves, of their performance, I don't want to get into it too much here, but... (laughs) We will definitely, this will definitely be a topic because it's an important one. Well, we've made it through two of our eight belief shifts, and we're going to pick up with number three in our next episode. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss a beat. Also, remember in the show notes, there is a link where you can download a free guide that walks you through all eight of the belief shifts. And that's all we have for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. See ya. See ya.